The Staff and Graph Podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. Thin links are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Graph podcast. I am Mike Stevens, and sitting virtually across from me is the future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, how are you doing? What does my facial expression say? I don't know. The listeners can't see it. So this is an audio medium, as we've said many times. So I'm just going to go off the fact that your your voice sounds jovial. So I'm going to say you're doing great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, I am coming to you Should live I just stop asking? From purgatory. Um, yeah. <laughs> as Mike can attest to, I almost had a full mental breakdown at the beginning of the recording of this podcast. So I yep. have managed to have a very good friend pull me off the ledge of mental breakdown, although I'm absolutely, I definitely had one. And they just kind of mm-hmm. would like, just come back a little bit. And so I have returned to do this podcast and then I will be eating an entire pizza to myself. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> that sounds incredible. I finished my paper though. Fantastic. That's round of applause for Rachel. All you got to do is defend it now, which is which is annoying. But yeah. still, look, there's that little there's that, that little, little, little caveat. Uh, uh, you know, also have to find exactly. a place to live. Also another caveat. Yeah, that's also that's also a caveat there. Absolutely. Um, other than that, anything interesting happened in the time since we've last convened? I don't know. I've, we text pretty much nonstop, so it's pretty. Yeah, I did uh, absolutely yeah. nothing for Easter because that's what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know what sucks, though? So, obviously, my, like, I've been pretty upfront. Like, my grandma's not doing all that well, and, like, I really want to see her. Yeah. I was supposed to see her on Friday, but because we were going back into lockdown, I knew that if I saw her on Friday, she, would, she wouldn't be able to understand why I couldn't see her Saturday and Sunday. And so I had mm-hmm. to make, like, the toughest choice to just be like, I can't see you. I literally haven't seen my grandmother in probably, like, nine months Yeah. Now. And it's just, like, I was so close. And then I knew that for, like, her mental state, mm-hmm. I couldn't see her. And now it's just, like, I'm losing even more time. And it's, like, it's just so frustrating, yeah. especially for, like, a half-ass lockdown. I mean, oh my God, it's just yeah. one of those things, right? Speaking of me being in purgatory and society being in purgatory, the Vancouver Canucks are in actual lockdown, like actual real lockdown. This is look, I hate having to bring up stuff like this on the show. Like a lot of, you know, people have occasionally messaged me being like, Hey, you know, let's like, we usually talk about some light stuff, but then we have to cover some heavy topics and people usually sometimes reach out to me being like, Hey, let's cover some lighter topics. I'm like, yep, sounds good. We'll next show. But this is, like this is un- unavoidable. The Canucks this are is so serious. Vancouver Canucks are getting ravaged. This is scary. Like this is really. We talked about this v- very briefly on on last show when we when we didn't really know the whole scope of it, and we were like, oh, you know, we're really hope we you know, we focus on the Travis Hamonic aspect and everything. No, like this is nineteen players are on the COVID now. list, and this is the P one variant. Twenty. 
Oh my God. This is also the P1 variant, which is two and a half times more contagious. And these are like for anyone, but by the way, let's just get this out of the way right off the hop. Anyone who is focusing on the hockey aspects of this instead of the human Stop. aspects of this, because these are, these are human beings with lives and families and loved ones and, you know, every like feelings. And there are team doctors getting administered to, to run IVs for these guys. And these are like, like, these are, these are guys who are paid to be in shape. Yeah, these are They're, elite athletes. Like the these are guys who are the fit. The, yeah. The best of the best, the guys who are literally paid millions of dollars a year to be in the best shape possible, and they're getting ravaged by this thing. I don't, you know, you know, Doug, who drinks a pack of Miller Lite every day, is going to get ravaged by this more than them. So it's not a hoax, man, but this is tough. Like, So the P1 variant, I think it's important to point out because like there isn't a lot. So when we talk about strain variants for... Um, viruses. Essentially what happens is there is the original virus and off of that, as the virus is allowed to like stay in society, because it's viral, it mutates. And what a mutation usually is, is the virus identifies what parts of it are weak. It mutates Mm -hmm. and fixes those parts so now if you have a variant of covid like it's likely that it's resistant to antibodies it's um going to be more contagious because now it's resistant to things in the air like so any variant is always going to be more likely to be dangerous because the whole purpose of genetic mutation is evolution so if anyone knows anything about like charles darwin and and, like evolution in the world like essentially this is just this virus evolving and and like i don't even think we've seen how bad it can get and we need to get the vaccines in because the quicker we get that in then like the quicker we can kind of like stamp this out it's very similar to like how a lot of like everyone has the polio vaccine and that's kind of like how that Mm -hmm. got stamped out but like the variants are extremely serious like some of the symptoms like vomiting nausea uh bedridden like you have to have IV like Michaela Gaudette, who is Adam Gaudette's wife tweeted that mm-hmm. like Adam is basically unable to get out of bed and like he's super weak. And yeah. like, this is, this is an elite athlete. And from the people I talked to, Adam Gaudette is in like, he's one of the Canucks that's in like Tip-top the best shape. shape. Right. So like, yeah. we're talking about a guy who's like at the top of the food chain in terms of like how in shape he is. And like this, virus is basically made him bedridden um we should point out though emily kaplan tweeted that some players with the p1 variant um have since reported like today that their uh, condition has improved with iv so that's a really positive sign um but like at some point and i think you gotta ask like should they be finishing their season at this point no well rachel you just have to think about all the rest they're getting right now and just how 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 unfair that's going to be for any team that they play okay, in the so playoffs because ta- of just how rested they are. I see in the prep, we have things to cover. We have <laughs> the fact that it's going to be a scheduling nightmare, the fact that players yep. might opt out, and the fact that they're going to have to call yep. up AHL players. And then you have Damian Cox here, and I'm sure you can tell that my me being in thesis purgatory, I actually have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my god, you didn't see this? No. 
Oh my god, folks, we have a we have a fantastic treat for you today on the podcast. Rachel Is this not good? Because is this it does this this have anything to do with medical background that I may or may not be privy to? Yeah, so Rachel Rachel hasn't seen the Damien Cox tweet from Saturday. Why do I think it's something colossally stupid? So oh oh, you don't even you don't even know. So I, I have all these pulled up, but okay, so let's before we before we get into Damien Cox. Let's just say, you know, it's going to be a scheduling nightmare. They will likely have to, like, I I don't know when they get back. I don't think they'll finish the season. They they keep getting guys up from um, Utica to, like... Who just had their own COVID outbreak, Exactly, exactly. Also... They also have to quarantine for seven days. Which is just absurd. Like, this is, this isn't, this is exactly, this is about as worst case a scenario as you can get for a team right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. And we do feel for them, like, now I will say this. What the fuck were you doing holding a morning skate yeah. after you had a positive and hadn't done contact tracing yet? That part is a complete failure on the NHL in terms mm-hmm. of al- even allowing that to happen. That should not have happened. Yeah, it's insane. And that, I guarantee you, allowed more spread to occur. Oh, no um, question. No question about that. Without question. You're all coughing and breathing on each other and nastiness. You're chatting. Um, You're just chatting with each yeah, other. we hope for the best um, for everyone involved. Um, because it is absolutely terrible. There's no way Travis Hamonic comes back. Like he he opted no. out of the bubble for this exact reason to prevent this exact yeah, thing, and it just happened. There's no way this guy comes back and plays. He, he's got more important things to deal with, and there might be other players who just say, you know what, screw this. Like when I had CJ come on, um, when you, when you were in the real depths of your of your thesis purgatory, <laughs> he was talking about Matt Neskinen. When my computer imploded. Yeah, when you're when technology turned against you again. Um, but he was talking about how Matt Niskanen, like he just kind of looked at the right. way that the NHL was and was just like, you know what? I've won a cup. Yeah, I'm good. No, thank you. And I wonder if, if players, I mean, like, you know, let's not like the Canucks haven't won a cup, obviously. So that we're not gonna, you know, talk about that. But like somebody like Eric Stahl, who's won a cup. Yeah. But like Eric Stahl, but like, just think about anyone in, in anyone in Vancouver who, who this might who are going through this, who probably have to be either away from their families or are like quarantined with their families who are also sick. Right. Are they going to be like, no, you know what? Screw this. Like no amount of money is worth this. And I don't think anyone can blame them on that note though. Damian Cox decided to, to, you know, chime in on the national conversation because when things like this happen, uh, you know, when you're in the Twitter sphere, you kind of feel this weird obligation to chime in. And there've been many times where I've had to stop myself so I'm like, I don't know enough about this, so I'm just not going to add my voice, even though there's this little thing. I love that usually you're like, I don't know enough about this, and then I get a text message. Yeah, exactly. So Damien Cox was, you know, he, he rubbed his two brain cells together, and, and this is what he came up with. He, he really thought he needed to oh, no. he needed to put this out to the world. So Rachel, as well, this is a treat, folks. Rachel hasn't seen this. I thought she 100% did. Now, this tweet broke while I was playing NHL with the dangle navy and we had a good good chuckle over it um and oh, no. and also I, after this i will tell a, a story about my my interactions with damian cox um to show why i don't have any reservations in slamming this person or dragging this person left and right so damian cox decided to, to tweet the question then becomes are you handicapping those playoff bound teams by forcing them to play against a vancouver team that's more rested than it otherwise would be this is a complex problem what? Rachel, uh, what the Canucks are going through right now? Is he insane? Oh, hang on. Yeah. I just want to make sure I have this right. I know, I know what you're like. I don't even know what you're about to say, but yes. 
The answer is yes. Okay. Wow. He's insinuating. So he's insinuating mm-hmm. that this is off time for the Canucks and therefore they will be rested yes. as if there aren't multiple reports of players needing IV and being bedridden, yes. which doesn't count as rest. Yes. Um, Like, no, 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 you're not. As someone who is basically told to not exercise right now for medical reasons, like, they don't just tell you to stay in bed and do nothing for no reason. If you're not in danger, they're not going to be like, stay in bed, here's your IV. Mm-hmm. No, he's, like, yeah, he's getting... What? That's not a thing. That's, that's like, he, did he get a lot of attention for this? Yeah, so, no, well, that first, is why he tweeted well first of all, I'm blocked um, by Damien Cox, <laughs> and we'll get into why. Okay, so why are you blocked? We'll get into why, why that happened. But, Rachel, what he's saying here is that the Canucks getting ravaged by a COVID, va- the variant of the global plague... Is actually good? It's, it, it's, an, it's an unfair advantage for them. Okay, so I'm going to give you two options. Okay. I love these games. Multiple choice. You're going to have two options. Okay. You, uh, option one Mm -hmm. is you have to play four games in six nights. Yeah. You're completely healthy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Option two, one game every three days. Okay. Or actually two games in three weeks. Okay. Because that's what it'll be. But you have to be bedridden and on IV because you have the P1 variant of COVID. Which one? You know what? I think I'd rather <laughs> I think I'd rather be healthy because from what I'm hearing, being bedridden and on takes an IV maybe more energy than playing hockey. And on an IV means you can't live without these fluids being artificially pumped into your body. So I'm assuming you're not just like chilling by the pool. Or, you know, cracking some Coronas out with the boys. It's just... Probably not. The fact that his brain produced this is insane. Now, I have, like, a couple all-timer tweets from Damien Cox up here, but let me tell my Damien Cox story first, so... I need to know about this Damien Cox story, because I also haven't heard this. I'm just entering a brave new world. I might have have told you this a while ago, but if it's... Anyway, so this was... Was I drunk? Because then I definitely don't remember. Probably. But this was... I don't know. uh, When was this? 28... 2017 I believe no 2018 the year this okay. the summer that John Tavares signed it hadn't signed yet but so this was my first my first year on the Marley's beat and they're in the Calder Cup final it's great now at the time this was the summer keep in mind it was like May and I was working at um at Cushman and Wakefield I was still going to school at U of T but I was you know in the summer I was a junior research analyst there it was great I was working at Cushman and Wakefield and when I'm working you know there, I remember there was a game that night like a, a Calder Cup finals game so it was cool I was so stoked whatever and when I was working I was able to you know listen to like podcasts and whatnot while I was you know filling out reports and stuff like that which is you know it, it's great and so I was listening to Hockey Central at noon, like the podcast, because I was just so starved for, for hockey content. And at, this was at the time when Damian Cox had an actual platform. And so he was on. And this was right around the time when uh, uh, the Eric Carlson, Mike Hoffman stuff happened. So when, when it was okay. when it was report when Eric Carlson, um, when his wife had to leave Twitter, essentially, because people were oh, bullying right. her over a stillbirth, one of the most wow heinous things you could possibly do to a human being even fathom that yeah and this was when and this was right around the time when um like the accusations started to come out that it was 
Mike Hoffman's partner that was doing this, that was setting up these fake Instagram accounts. I don't know what's happened since that. I don't know if, you know, I, I haven't really checked up on that story. So I don't know if they've been proven, disproven, whatever. But this is what was happening Anyways, at the time. Back to the <clears throat> this, was, this is what was happening at the time. No, this is very important. Because so, so they're having this conversation. And I'm just listening right. and I'm working. And they're talking about the Eric Carlson situation. Okay. And I'm kind of like absentmindedly listening, right? I'm, I'm, I'm working, but this is just like, you know, it's white noise to fill the void. And then I hear Damian Cox say, literally verbatim, well, you're only really cyberbullied if, you if you allow yourself to be cyberbullied. Like you only really, you're only really cyberbullied in this day and age if you allow yourself to be open to it. And I'm working and I like come to a dead halt. I'm just like, wait, wait, what did I just hear? What's just going on there? Did I just, did I sign up to be harassed on Twitter unknowingly? Exactly. So I hit the 15 second wait, back wait. button, hear it again. And I'm like, oh, geez, Louise, this is insane. So, and this is the time, I don't even think I had a thousand followers on Twitter yet. Like I, I, this, I was very, you know, I was, I was, I was just, you know, a little tadpole going out into the big ocean. Um, hadn't, hadn't become a frog yet. And so, and so I literally tweet verbatim. I literally tweet, you're only cyberbullied if you're allowed to be cyberbullied or if you open yourself up to being cyberbullied, like in quotes. And then Damian Cox on hockey central that noon. And that tweet blew the fuck up. Everyone I had ever heard of in hockey media. were dumping on that tweet. So this is the first funny. You should mention mm-hmm. this tweet blowing up. This is. This tweet that you have now referred to, I distinctly remember as the first time I found you. Because mm-hmm. if you remember when we met, I do remember this. I said, "Are you the Mike Stevens that has been sending me mean things on Twitter?" And you said, "No." That's one of the. So five then I went others. back and realized that you were the Damian Cox Mike Stevens. Exactly. This is the fir- this tweet is the first time I ever heard of you. Wow. Wow. Look at that. It all. Thank you, Damien. That's that for providing a great memory there. So anyway, this this thing blows the fuck up. Like everyone is talking about this and it's like overwhelming because I'm like at my job and I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Like what's going on? And funny to that, I'm going to be covering, you know, a Marley's game with like national media that night. And then funnily enough, I'm I'm sat beside Chris Johnston, who works at Sportsnet, who, you know, this is going on. So. It's pretty crazy. I was sitting in my office in New Jersey yeah. when I saw this tweet. It's pretty. I distinctly that's remember. insane. That's insane. So, it, but and like, it's like the th- the funny thing too is that at the time I'd only had a like a, a sort of a cursory connection to Steve and Adam. Like we, you know, they hadn't become my my pseudo fathers yet. And so I remember Adam immediately jumps into my DMs and he's just like, hey, like, did this actually did he actually say that? I'm like, yeah, man, here's the timestamp. Like, go look, go listen to it. And he's like, holy shit, that's insane. I'm going to like transcribe this word for word, like so it can actually be shown. So I'm like, OK, great. The next day, Damian Cox goes on, goes on, next day. I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to the podcast again, because I mean, I wonder if they have to address it or anything. Right. He goes on. He goes on and calls me a liar. On national radio, sir, there is a literal recording like he goes on and he's like people he goes people who have, you know, are creating false narratives for me or something. And I go, no, you said this exact thing. And and so I said that exact thing and I went to go and, you know, I went to go tweet at him, but he's blocked me. But okay, so this is what I don't understand. Like, you can't go back at someone 
accuse them of lying yeah. and then block them and they don't have a chance to defend themselves. Like that just tells me that you're a snowflake. It's even worse though, because he blocked me. But when you block someone, you can still quote tweet their tweets. So he quote tweeted my initial tweet with untrue or like, like egregiously untrue. Something like that. No, that's actually a direct quote, you idiot. So he may, so he says, so he, he essentially says you can only cyberbully yourself if you allow to be cyberbullied. Then cyberbullies me and then allow, and then disallows me from defending myself against his cyberbullying. So on, so essentially people saw that and just rained down hellfire on him. It was rough. So he gets taken off Hockey Central at noon pretty much the next day. And the, that next day right. was, and then so a day after that was game seven of the Marley. Uh, no, game six. No, game seven. It was game seven when the Marley's won. So game seven. D- it doesn't matter. But like, and so I remember this. And so, <laughs> so they win. It's great. Whatever. I'm covering. It's awesome. Then I go across the street to, to a bar, you know, to celebrate the end of the season, my first year on the beat, whatever. And I'm talking, and Steve and Adam are there and Jesse. And so we're all talking and Adam, you know, he's like, Hey man. And this is a- when Adam was working at Kiss. So he's working for Rogers and he goes, Hey. So do you understand what you did? And I go, what do you mean? And he's like, well, tomorrow there's going to be a press release where Rogers, uh, where like Sportsnet stands against uh, uh, cyberbullying. And it's spearheaded. It's supposed to be spearheaded by Damian Cox as like a, a damage control thing because you essentially pointed out that he said a really, really dumb thing. And essentially said that, you know, if you're getting cyberbullied for having, you know, for, for your wife enduring probably the most tragic thing you, you can have at that moment, it's only because you allowed yourself to. Now he has to do damage control and Sportsnet is launching like a national anti-bullying campaign because of this. So anytime Damian Cox tweets something dumb, I can't see it because he blocked me for, for essentially tweeting word for word <laughs> what he said, which was stupid. So... I have no I have no obligation to pull my punches when it comes to Damian Cox, because this guy, when he tweeted this about, you know, the Vancouver Canucks getting ravaged by the fucking global plague. Yeah, that's just idiotic. Honestly, it's honestly so dumb. But he's also like, had even... Brian McGrath. Mom always says, like, you can't fix stupid. And like, I'm reminded daily of this. You can't. But he's also like a couple of Brian McGrath wants to seem brave, accepting of the consequences of his craft. And unfortunately, he mostly seems oblivious or suicidal. Another one. If I'm an NHL coach, I guess I now assume all conversations with players on, are on the record and judge myself accordingly after the Mitch Marner stuff came out yes, uh, last year. And then after the after the the bubble, not as difficult to win a cup when there's no road games, no travel. Still a difficult thing to win it at all. Tampa gave lots of sweat and blood to make this happen. But let's not compare bubble hockey with the real thing. Damien, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, and maybe when it comes to like all the, whatever hockey opinions you can have them, they're going to be bad and terrible. And there's a reason why you've been fired from pretty much every job you've held here. But when you come to talk about medical stuff, maybe take a step back and leave this to the doctors because you, yeah, wow. you don't want to get, get out of your depth there. But yeah, so this, that's what you missed, Rachel, um, is that the Canucks, instead of being on IVs and, you know, risking the health of themselves and their families, they're just chilling. They're having a great time and they're going to get rested up for the playoffs and it'll be an unfair advantage. And on Fort, speaking of bubble hockey, they might have to end this in a bubble. We've uh, on 31 thought on the 31 thoughts podcast this morning, Elliot Freeman was talking about how potentially like there are sort of rumblings about how 
there might like it's sort of the idea has sort of been being breached about whether or not they're going to hold the playoffs in a bubble again. The players, one player apparently texted him after that was reported saying, are you trying to scare us? Right. Into compliance. Compliancy. I look this. So here's the moral of the story. Are you trying to scare us into compliance? How about just just comply comply with the fucking rules? Well, like what? If there was any way. Yes, to, I am trying to scare you into compliance. Wear a mask, you idiot. If there was any way like, to scare them into compliance, it would be this. Because the bubble the bubble was a, like, you know, it was just a harrowing experience. I'm all for scaring them into compliance, yeah. by the way. They should be complying without having to be scared. You're all adults. What kind of nonsense is that? Teams are getting vaccinated, though. At least in the States. Yeah, so well, how'd that go for Rick Bonus? He's been fully vaccinated for well over a month and got pulled off the bench last night. Okay, but they, they said they're very confident that it's a false but positive. But what I'm saying is, like, the, the virus is, like, it's still there. And we'll get into this later, but there's a, a Texas, the baseball team, is doing some real dumb shit. Yeah, I just I finished honestly, watching the game. It's nuts. In order to actually have the playoffs where you're not worried about teams like having to go into protocol, at least the final four, like you got to do it in a bubble. First of all, the Canadian government is not letting any home games happen here. That will not happen. So whoever comes out of the North will have to go play in the States anyway. So at that point you might as well have a bubble. Yeah. Why would you have unnecessary traveling? I wonder, yeah, I wonder what they're going to do. And they're going to bitch and complain about fans. Okay. Do you want to bitch and complain about fans or like, do you want this cup to be worthless because now we're going to talk about how player x was missing because of covid player y was missing when we didn't have that issue in the bubble last time because there were no positive tests lo and behold they're not in a bubble and there's positive tests i for one can't think of a reason that would be out the wazoo so stupid it just like it it really makes me wonder whether or not we should be doing this it's tough like i know that people are getting vaccinated in the states (laughs) but it's just fucking i know but it's just like every time it's tough to watch because i'm like ah and now and now like and now we're supposed to and i hate that these last couple podcasts have been ranting but i have been inside for essentially the last week straight because i just don't want to get anyone sick now because we're we're seeing cases rise like crazy we're in another goddamn lockdown and i'm just going insane so bear with me here for a second but like it's just uh, and now we're supposed to congratulate the the Montreal Canadiens for welcoming some fans back in you know in in april i think it's like april 14th or yeah, something yeah that's They're not going to happen like that won't happen like uh, how tone deaf do you have to be a a, a, no, a team in your same division fucking is getting ravaged by this thing and you're in and you're putting out you know not to mention the Habs had about, games postponed too like it's a little tone deaf don't you yeah. think yeah like come on man it's it, we should be looking at this like it is a herculean effort that the leafs have gotten zero like there was only one and it was barabanov who got put in protocol and that was like a false positive or something it, it was like every team has basically been touched by this and like i'm not gonna Halak, lie to you Halak just got tested positive today we need not protocol. We 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 need to talk about not COVID things because I am already yeah, yeah, yeah. on a mental yeah, breakdown to, ledge and I can't do it. Yeah, that's all. It's all I can think about because it's the only reason okay, why well, I've kind of come to peace with the fact I'm never going to see another person. Seven minutes doing yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, twenty-seven at right now. All right, 
Let's go into plot points. What's trending up? What's trending down? No. Trending down is, is deadline sellers because teams are on hot streaks right now and deluding themselves into thinking that they have a chance. Um, well, actually, Nashville will more than likely make... They're like over 60% to make the playoffs because they've won 9 of 10. No, no. I, I mean, like, make a chance to make the playoffs. Absolutely. Should they sell and get... Like, are they good enough to win the cup? No. Should they probably be better to sell, get assets, and kind of reboot on the fly? Yeah. I, okay, with Nashville, I think it's a little different because I think they're going to move Ekholm anyways because of the expansion draft. So you might as well keep him. And because Nashville, like what a lot of people, Elliot Friedman talks about this, playoff revenues mm-hmm. matter. And making the playoffs matters because it matters for ticket sales the next year. It doesn't matter for teams like the Habs and the Leafs and whatever because they're going to have people show up and they have season tickets, so it doesn't matter. But for teams like Nashville and Tampa and Arizona and Florida and whatever, making the playoffs actually matters because it impacts the next regular season ticket sales. So for Nashville, the fact that they're basically in now, unless they go on like a complete losing streak, like sell Ekholm after the season. Do it in the yeah, in like, in the off season. Nashville, After you get fine. booed in the first round, Vancouver, first of all, said we're not going to do anything. Jim Benning was like, I can't focus on that because the deadline's five weeks away. Well, now your entire team has COVID, and all those deals you didn't make because you didn't want to focus on them, you're probably not going to be able to make because no one's trading for a player coming off the protocol. Like all you did was fuck yourself there, and uh, once again. A built-in excuse for the Canucks that I'm sorry shouldn't fly because we knew the Canucks were bad right from the get-go, and we everybody saw the writing on the wall that there needed to be selling. Jim Benning waited because I don't know he's incapable of multitasking, and now they're not going to be able to trade anyone. So congratulations to the Canucks for being poorly managed. I'm not really sure why any of them still have jobs. Um, but <laughs> all like, you did was fuck yourself. The Jim Benning story, like that—that's yeah. that's the name of his so, memoirs. Okay, we'll talk about like obviously Buffalo's going to sell, uh, New Jersey's yeah. selling, like Detroit. I think okay, they're still sellers, but like Nashville was the bell of the ball, right? Because they Grandland, yeah. Forsberg, Ekholm, like those are actual impact players. Like their carcass was going to get picked clean. Like it was, it was the most attractive one for sure. Right. And so I think like between COVID in Vancouver and like kudos to Nashville. I mean, like this is a, that's a big run for them. Um, and they deserve all the credit. And I think as a player, if I was on Nashville, I just won nine of 10. And then I see my GM trading assets away. I would be absolutely furious because they've clearly shown they can beat the best teams in the division. When they play well. Yeah. Right? It's just, they're shoot at the beginning of the year, their shooting percentages were really low. They weren't getting uh, the, the timely saves. Now they're getting both. Like, everything's starting to regress back to the mean. John Hines seems like he kind of knows what he's doing. You know, he's getting gold. Who could have seen that right? coming? I, yeah, he yeah. also does actually know what he's doing, but I mean, it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Trending up. Players sitting before the deadline. We had Kyle Palmieri. Pulled yesterday. He's going to be sitting in anticipation of a trade. We're hearing Toronto has some interest. We're hearing uh, Boston has some interest. Uh, we're, you know, it, it's it's all over the place. And Taylor Hall is expected to. Now, I am flummoxed as to where the Taylor Hall situation is going to go. I because it seems like Buffalo really wants a first round pick. It seems like no one wants to give them a first round. They're pick. They're not getting a first round pick. And I mean, there's no way, right? No. Like, come on. They're not. He's being he's being ass this year. Like. His number, his underlying numbers are good. Well, and everyone knows. Here's the thing: if 
he's been asked, but there are multiple teams. Like if this was a regular year where we didn't have protocols and we didn't and and it wasn't a flat cap and teams are actually making money could take on salary, it would it yeah. would be a different story because you would have teams that want a scoring winger no matter what because they think like the situation change. Like I, Mike Johnson called watching Buffalo masochistic, and I completely agree with him. Like, oh, absolutely! I have to watch it them. Still is for purposes. Um, yeah, and it is very tough. And so I think in a in a regular year they'd get a first just because there'd be so many teams after him. But given the yeah. current situation, there's only so many teams that can afford to take on actual cash, right? And and so I think that that's just like. Buffalo doesn't have any leverage and Kevin Adams mm-hmm. is completely inexperienced. Like I was talking to an assistant GM and he was saying, he's like, there is the, the, he goes, there is no chance in hell that they get a first round pick. And if they do, it either better be part of a bigger package or whoever traded the first round pick doesn't know how to do their job. That's basically yeah. what the AGM said. Like, He'll he'll cave at the last second. Like he's holding firm that he's going to get a first round pick. It's better to get something than nothing. And Taylor Hall is not resigning there. Oh, absolutely not. But it's also like, I don't know. I don't know where he's going. Like I don't know what what the deal is. Like we you covered it. We know he wants to come to Toronto, right? Yeah. I am very um, like careful about what I say with when it comes to Taylor. Um, Obviously, I think. Paul Mary likely actually ends up uh, with the Islanders. Yeah, I can see that. It's um, a Lou guy. I also think Travis Zajac could end up there as well. Yeah, that's what Freeman was talking about this morning, um, too. Lou loves his guys, <laughs> you know? He's got no, the, but he like, actually if, if needs you're... a center because of Anders Lee. And Yeah, but you think Travis Zajac's filling that role? Like, Well, no, he needs scoring and he needs a center. But regardless, he mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily need a scoring center. He needs to fill those two rules. Think of it from a money ball perspective. Yep. Kyle, Paul yep. Mary only scores. He does literally nothing else. Um, and Travis Zajac is as dependable a setter as you could be. Like, you know exactly what you're getting with him. Exactly. And, and honestly, like, Travis Zajac expiring contract... Um, like really good mentor type guy. That's exactly who I would be bringing in. Yeah, it's and he's not gonna like. Let's okay. Let's also get this out there. Travis Zajac is not waving for ever anyone and everyone. Travis Zajac is a very particular individual. So much so that in the year that New Jersey was cratering, which could be mm-hmm. any one of like the last two seasons. Yeah, you're going to have to be more specific, Rachel. Um, they actually had a trade for him, and uh, he didn't want to leave because he loves New Jersey so much. Really? Yeah. But I could see him going to the island because that's not that far away. Where was he going? Uh, I can't say. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm just like, this Taylor Hall situation, is it? Is it, the, is it sort of like the... Like if he once he goes, that'll kind of open the levees? Like is he sort of blocking things from moving? Yes. Is he the market setter? Yeah. But he seems like a trade that's going to happen at the last minute. See, so, so it's if one that's going to happen the last minute, it's either a trade at the last minute, or essentially you just need one forward that has like potential to go. So like Paul Mary goes, that sets the market, right? Yeah. And so then you could build off of that, right? You just need one domino to fall, and I think everyone's just kind of waiting, mm-hmm. which is like, I mean, the longer you wait, the less you have the player. Like this is honestly just like it's such a futile exercise right now. Like it's just so. Stupid. I know. I know. 
All right, I'm, I'm going rogue before we go in our last plot points. Trending, trending up, or no, sorry, tr- trending down is the lack, is the amount of care I have for any humans in a monster movie. Because as I was saying on the last podcast, what did I, what did I do right after I watched Godzilla vs. King Kong, that movie, and I was abhorrently underwhelmed. It, I, well, I was sucks. very, very disappointed because the fights were kind of okay, but there should never be humans in those movies. And it bummed me out. Anytime there was either a giant lizard or a giant monkey wasn't on the screen and it was fucking Millie Bobby Brown, I, I hated it. So that's another trending uh, trending down, I guess. Trending up. Fans at, the, at Texas Rangers games. So the Texas Rangers had, you know, 40,000 people. And they're doing that just for today. They said they had mass, and then they're going back down to, I think it's 25% capacity. Now, they said that they were... I think it's like 25 or 50. It's one of the two. It's not full. Either way, it's too much. It's and also too many people. So they were saying they had, you know, mask uh, policies enforced. Did they? They were showing shots of the crowd <laughs> all game. There's not a single fucking person wearing a mask. I didn't see a single mask <laughs> in that crowd. Well, okay, not so a single one. I saw a lot of masks under chins, which I, doesn't count. Guys, yeah, no, that's not wearing a mask. It literally doesn't count. You're wearing a chin strap, man. Like, that's it. So I tweeted, it's funny you should say this, Mikey, because I tweeted that picture. So Sports Center, ESPN Sports Center said, a look at Global Life yes. Field where the Texas Rangers are currently playing in front of a full capacity crowd. And there is literally no mask being worn. And I said, I'd wager that maybe 25% of people are wearing their mask properly. Maybe Greg Abbott should worry less about throwing the first pitch and more about the safety of Texans. Stick to politics, Greg. And a dude from Texas. Mm-hmm. Or, no, he's from Florida. He said, so sorry, we're not living up to your expectations up there in Canada. By the way, don't come to Florida either, Mask Hole. Mask Hole, that's a new one. Haven't heard that one yet. Um, can I read you his bio? This, oh, sure. her bio, Hit me. nevertheless. Okay. Oh, wow. Um... The Twitter header is socialism with the, like, round red circle crossed Oh, out. hell yeah. Here so no is, socialism. This is one of the best Twitter bios. Hashtag Biden is destroying America. Hashtag save America. Great. Hashtag impeach Great. Kamala. Hashtag no identity politics. Hashtag back the blue. Hashtag defend second amendment. Hashtag adopt don't shop. Hashtag women in STEM. <laughs> what is happening what? there? There's so many con- conflicting ideologies in there for there's a second. So like, much shit there. there's also flag of in course. Twitter name. Why? Why impeach Kamala? Like, why is she going to the? Why is she only going to the vice president, and not the president? Like, and all. It, I also would like to say what? that if you're going to call me a mask hole for telling you to wear a mask, then by all means. Well, Matt, I hadn't heard mask hole until now. That's at least it's kind of inventive. Like, good for you guys, but like. That's so weird. Like, why? Like, you would think, like, you know, impeach. Should I just reply? Okay, no, Karen. don't reply to that person. Don't give her the attention that she. I needs. almost quote tweeted, but then I was being talked off the ledge and said, "Friend was like, yeah, don't just don't do just that." Don't. But it's it was fuck. But like, did you see the governor of Texas? So the MLB. Yeah. We're just gonna touch. Like, I'm just gonna mention this. And we'll yeah, leave yeah. it there. But like. The MLB pulled the, the game, All-Star the game, out, All-Star of game out of Atlanta because of the Georgia yeah. voting right laws. And the governor of Texas decided he wasn't going to throw out first the pitch. Uh, first pitch because of um, MLB not sticking to sports. Okay, Greg, no one asked you 
Nobody asked you. And maybe if you spent less time worrying about what was happening in Georgia and more time worrying about what was happening in Texas, your entire state wouldn't have been off the grid for two weeks in a Mm. natural disaster because you would be paying attention. Let me tell you, man. I don't think a single person gave a shit if that guy threw out the first pitch or not. It's not televised, number one. And like so it doesn't matter. And number two, like you're also is he gonna throw a strike? No. Is it gonna be like Simone Biles where he does a backflip and then throws the pitch? Or is he just gonna be an old white guy going up there and missing? It's not the even gonna zone? be like Carly Ray Jepsen where she doesn't where she just throws it like at first base, but unintentionally. Like it's it's and people actually care about Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, she's a fucking national icon. Don't ever... I don't tolerate... She's a queen. Exactly. All right. A queen. Speaking of dumb stuff, it was also like... Let me just say, I watched the whole game, obviously, and it was um, fucking terrifying to see people in the stands. Like, it, it was really uneasy. It's one of those... It Like, it triggered my it, fight or flight, basically. It's, it's a no thanks for me. It's really weird. It felt like being in a different universe. It was odd. All right. Before we get into our deep dive and and get through some of these insanely ridiculous <laughs> hypothetical trades you sent us sent to us that we have to get through, let's have a word from our sponsor. I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business and it's customized to your needs you get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales and i'm speaking about this from experience i'm really passionate about bass fishing and a little over five years ago i started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend aaron called woo tungsten actually it's pronounced tungsten w-o-o exclamation mark because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass and it was a no-brainer to do this on shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way from creating product listings to making discount codes to managing shipments in fact if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on shopify go to wootungsten.com and you can see and it's No wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash blue wire, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten, by going to shopify.com slash blue wire right now. That's shopify.com slash blue wire. All right, Rachel. Before we get into these hypothetical trades, can you please precursor how these happened? Because you're getting ro- okay. roasted on Twitter for one of these, and people need to understand that these did not come from us. These came from you. Not you, Rachel. Okay. The people. So, we said send in your trades. We're not going to get to all of them today. We're going to yeah. do some on Thursday, too. Um, but we said send in like hypothetical trades that you think would be good for the deadline. And this stemmed from somebody sending me a list of trades that fans had sent in to them yeah 
right? And asking for my opinion. Okay. When I tell you that this particular trade was not even in the top 10 of most absolutely ridiculous trades in this particular email, I am not kidding. I read, Mikey, some of the trades that were included in that, and they are way worse. Holy moly, guys. It's... Um, I would also like to state for the record that you are not trading Quinton Byfield for literally anything. Can you list out the trade that... Unless it involves a top five player in the NHL. Like, you're not doing it. Can you list out the trades? Like, that that trade, the one that involved Byfield, the one that made me, like, literally double-take and almost drop my phone? Actually, I'll, I'll bring um, it up. Okay, so someone essentially, I'm not going to use names because then like yeah. it gets all kerfuffled. Someone in, suggested that a team trade its top four prospects, two of which are A-plus prospects, like probably first-line players, but they wanted to trade their top four prospects for one Rasmus Dahlin. And I would not even trade those four prospects mentioned for Connor McDavid because the value is lopsided. So this is the one that, you know, made some, uh, you know, turned some heads. It was trade hypothetical. Anthony Mantha and Luke Lendenning to the Kings for Quinton Byfield in a 2022 third round pick. Can I list you the, the final results of the poll? Oh, yes. There were 849 votes tallied. Okay. 4.8 of them. 4.8% 4.8% of them said it was a fair trade. Five point so that's 20. 5.5% of them said Detroit says no. And 89.6% of them said LA Kings say no. So at least there's still hope for humanity. There's still hope for the future of humanity there. All right. Let's get through some of these trades. So first one. This involves, you know, the two teams that actually just recently completed some, some trading business. Uh, it's Nick Suzuki Alex Romanov, and I'm assuming 2021 first, for Jack Eichel. Right. Do you do this? Do you not do this? Let's let's do right off the hop. Right off the hop. Let's 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 list this as do or won't do. Like just like you are, like you you are the the GM that is is making this trade. Like you're getting pitched to this trade. You own the asset on the other side of the trade. So you know when I say when I say this, you are Kevin Adams. You do do or won't do, and then we can discuss. So Suzuki, Roman- Romanov, and a first, 2021 first, I'm assuming, for Jack Eichel. Oh, because if it's 2022, the answer is absolutely not. Yeah. Um, Suzuki, Romanov, and if, I would think about it. Like, this is one I'd actually think about. If you're Kevin Adams, absolutely. I would I would legitimately think about this. Because Suzuki is, is good, but I yes. think he tops out as a second-line center. Mm-hmm. Like a good, he's a two A, right? Yeah. Like yeah, or like a one A one B type of thing. He tops out as a center, and you're trading center for center, so you're at least getting a center back. He's Patrice right? Bergeron. I was told. Uh, okay, settle down. <laughs> uh, Alex Romanov, I think, is probably a second pairing defenseman. Okay, but he's he's a power play guy. Yeah. So you've got value there. He also brings a little bit of a different element, like. He can move the puck well, he can skate well, but he's got some some real nastiness to him. Yeah. And he doesn't take many dumb penalties. So I like that. And then uh, the first round pick is is whatever the case may be. Um It's just there to make the trade I would look good. I would I would look at that, especially because Montreal has hmm. been dying for a skilled center for God knows how long. 
that's a trade I would I would actually I would I would look at. All right, interesting. Like right. I would I'm not saying I would do it or I wouldn't do it. I'm saying that one at least gives me pause to go further investigation. Yeah, it would at least like tickle your brain and you'd have to go, "Hmm," which is a lot of these are no. All right. I would run of the like okay, so when I was in New Jersey prepping for the deadline, I would prep hypotheticals. Yeah. I would prep um or they would they would get an offer and then I would run it through this thing that I made. Mhm. Um, algorithm and do my research and and say yay or nay this is one that i'd actually run and say okay what are we looking at here um all right next one is another one involving jack eichel this is jack eichel for marco Marco rossi bolding joel erison act eck not act and a 2022 second round pick (laughs) i think you upgrade that to a first and that's convincing you are on extreme drugs I know you love some Marco Rossi, but... No, no, no. Okay. I actually asked someone in the Minnesota Hockey Operations Department about this trade. Did they laugh at (laughs) it? And can I read you... And I would say, like, this guy usually, if I send him a trade that's, like, fair, he'd be like... Uh, You know, yeah. Like, like, we'll do that. Um, I said... Uh, so we did that and he goes no thanks absolutely not let's not forget that Eichel has some character issues that are well documented Mm -hmm. and well known and there's a reason that teams think you can't win with them so Jack Eichel's character issues haven't really come out a lot in mainstream terms but that's a thing oh it's a it was a thing when I was in New Jersey yeah wow it's a law yeah it's a thing is there any is there anything you can actually say about that or um, okay, so all you have to do is look at his psychotic routine. Yeah, that is American Psycho. And, okay, and extrapolate that to if that's his routine, how do you think he carries himself in everyday life and how do you think he leads his life? You think maybe he's a little difficult to deal with? A little controlling maybe, but you know. Right. All right. Fair enough, fair enough. Next so, one. So, no, I would say, like, I would, yeah, if, if it's an Eichel, first of all, if I'm Minnesota, I'm not trading for Jack Eichel. Um, like at all? He's he's no. good. No, I'm not trading for Jack Eichel. Okie doke. He's. I mean, I'm saying is um, he's good. And I'm certainly like the second you bring up one of Eric Sinek or Marco Rossi, the conversation yeah. is over. Minnesota, it's man, over for a team that yeah, was no. so boring for years. They have so many fun players. Like Boldy's going to be exciting. Rossi's going to be exciting. Eric Sinek is awesome. Kirill the thrill. It's in his fucking name. Like I would not even trade like for me though like Kirill Kaprizov is untouchable oh, unless you're getting Oh my god he's their future yeah. of the franchise like he's yeah like unless you're getting a top 10 player in the league that's not a player I'm The audacity for anyone to bring up his name in trade conversations if it doesn't include like no, a package for a Connor McDavid like get get out of my face um all right yeah. next one is shit contract for shit contract this is actually you know this is a little interesting because and we'll get into it after I say this. Bobrovsky, Sergei Bobrovsky for Jeff Skinner. Now, okay. let me pull up their cat friendlies because I want to see how long these these go, like these two deals go in, uh, in conjunction to each other. I believe they are the same length. I believe so too, but I want to yeah. make sure that they, so here's it, the deal. if they expire at the same time. Would I do it change of scenery wise? Yes. Also goalie. For Buffalo. Um, but Skinner has one more year. 
so Bobrovsky has a no move clause, like a full no move mm-hmm. clause. And if you think he's leaving income state tax free state Florida to go play in snow filled ass armpit of <laughs> USA <laughs> Buffalo. Jesus Christ. No, you're not wrong. No, he he went. He's but, OK. Well, I should say that the Buffalo fans like our man Dwayne. Yeah. Are fantastic. Buffalo is some of the best fans in the entire league. Oh my the god! The city yeah. of Buffalo sucks ass. Oh yeah, the, no, the it's people, awful. the people of Buffalo rock, man. I've told awesome. you my experience when I went to a Bills game. Like they are, they, oh, yeah. the they people are, in Buffalo are awesome. They are passionate, but they're not like too mean. Like I was literally yeah. wearing a Drew Brees jersey while they were playing the Saints, and they were all just like joking, jabbing me, not like Philly, where they would have like you know tarred and feathered me and then like roasted me and eaten me, like and thrown batteries at and you and thrown battery with like or just battery acid at me. It was like it, it was great. So Bobrovsky's not having a terrible. But you're year not this leaving year. an income tax free state no. to go play to go to Buffalo. Buffalo now, like, like no. It's also so it's interesting too because. Bobrovsky, he's not having a terrible year. He's got a nine ten save percentage, although he is getting you know kind of usurped by Chris Drieger, who we're going to get to actually in, in these trades. So he's having a bad year. He's not having a bad year. He's having a bad year based on the fact that he's like the mo- the high one of the highest paid goalies in the league. Thank you. But he's but like if, if you, you are making that amount of money, oh my god, yeah, and you, you have a nine ten or whatever the hell you're you absolutely it's unforgivable. You are having a bad year. It's unforgivable, absolutely. Yeah, but he's having a bad year. Okay, End. <laughs> in that in the context of his contract, he's having a bad year. In the context, so is Freddie Anderson. Absolutely, Freddie Anderson's just having a bad year. He's had a bad last eighteen months, but we'll get into that because he's on this list too. But. He's like, but, but Bobrovsky, like nine ten, not terrible. You can live with that. Jeff Skinner is just, I know everyone in Buffalo is having a bad year, but Jeff Skinner has just cratered. So I don't know, man. I, you know what? He's Here's got what one we'll more do. year too. And he's, and Here's what we'll do. if you're Florida, if you're Florida, you're not a cash rich organization. And he has, and for 2022, 23, where I think the cap is still going to be flat. He's getting paid seven point five million dollars of his salary in signing bonuses that year. So okay, so let's. How much can you really do that? Exactly, I would say that. Okay, the rest of the trades involve teams in the North Division. We will save those. Oh, okay. For Thursday, can so we that do we one? don't get into the North Division because every other trade either involves Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, or Vancouver. Oh man, can we can we do one? No. Oh, okay. Fine. Well, that's that's um, that's a good tease for yeah, you guys. Yeah, I think then. Taylor Hall is. I I think he's gonna get moved. Kyle Palmieri is definitely gonna get moved. Um, I hope Hall gets moved just for his sake. Like, God damn it, if this guy I was, must be if so I sad. If I was Buffalo, I would be trading Olmark because he's a UFA, and I don't see how he returns. No, but also he's having he's having a good year on Buffalo, which is absurd. Yeah, like, like you can actually get assets for him yeah so i think i think that's something i look at doing i think colorado's got to load up i think tampa is pretty much like go or no go at this point um i wonder i wonder if florida tries to get a defenseman now that ekblad is unfortunately out i could see that um mike riley's name's been thrown around quite a Mm. bit um ryan murray could potentially be a fit there i hope especially murray gets moved too um, Ryan Murray and Bill Zito have the connect- the Columbus connection. Yeah. So I could see that happening. Um, I hope he gets him because he needs to be used. 
Yeah, I, I'll say my prediction. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Devils who make the first move that that causes the dominoes to fall. Damn. Okay, so your last prediction I had before we before we head out of here is before. So we record these like the night before they go up in the morning. So we'll record we record our next podcast on Thursday night. Do you think we will have a meaningful trade to talk about by then? No. No. Okay. So none no. of the big fish. I think or everything anything. happens on the weekend. Damn. Before Monday. All right. I'm excited. Well, do you have a Kovalev shift? No, I don't. Yeah. I'm honestly Good. so, so tired. I think we honestly, guys, like we rant a lot and that's because like A, COVID's frustrating, yeah. but B, like Mike can attest to this, like I am going through it right yeah. now. Mentally, physically, emotionally, health-wise, like I am going through it. And so... When we rant, it's not that it's like it comes from the heart. Us unhappy or like whatever. It's literally like an outlet because yeah. Mike is at the point he's legitimately concerned about my sanity. Yeah. <laughs> Again. And I'm going crazy over um, here too. I don't like I've come to terms with the fact I may, may never see another another human being in person ever again. So I'm just, you know, yeah. start like my walls are starting to talk back, which is that's usually one. It's like get. the Grinch, um, you know, like the Jim Carrey Grinch where yeah. he's in his cave and yelling, hello, and then it echoes and then he goes, uh, I'm an idiot. And the wall yells back, you're an idiot. That's pretty much what's going on That's right now. basically where I've, we are right now. I actually like, I, I, I've noticed that I've started to talk to myself a bit. Like I got up this morning and I was like, what? And I was, I was like kind of narrating what I was going to do. Like I'm gonna go make some coffee and then uh, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm fucking losing it. Like this is insane. Like I'm literally gonna go on a walk after this just to clear my head because I don't even know what the outside world is like anymore. I would just like to say that um, Mikey should take a selfie because he looks really good right now. And oh, thank you. Should post it on his Hawboy Summer Instagram. I don't know. I post pictures with my dog, but all I'm saying is Mikey's looking fresh today. Ladies, hit that up. I that have, is. I I really appreciate that, Rachel. I it's funny because I have kind of just given up looking good. So I'm wearing a men's shirt right now. Yeah, I haven't shaved in like <laughs> two weeks. I'm wearing a backwards hat under like unwashed hair. Like, uh, and and yet Rachel is company you, me. You this is why we like? need fans. All right, this is why this is why we, we're friends. What what do I look like? You look like you're in playoffs for your minor midget team <laughs> and y'all like the only thing missing is the bleach blonde yes hair. i was gonna say i had to bleach blonde bleach dye my hair yeah well it's because my, my yeah. hair is See, is, ryan never had to do that because he was bleach blonde to begin with yeah Ra- rachel knows right? a guy i used to play high level hockey with and yeah he was bleach- we <laughs> ryan, also hello we yeah hello ryan we also like never did that like we never we, we were like you know what fuck it like we're not we uh, i think one year we did or the people that dye their hair like blue like what are you doing i think we did red streaks one year but i didn't do it stop i was also one of the only guys on the team Don't that could grow that. a beard which was great so or at least grow like a neck beard which was great but man i miss those guys least side flame shout out you know. yeah but you got your he's got his hockey lettuce growing right now i do well i have actually it suits you thank it suits you. you thanks Thanks, man. Wheel snipe Sally. Let's do it, boys. Um, but I <laughs> but I haven't gotten a haircut since October. So I like it's just like I don't even know what to do anymore. It's just going, I going all over all the my hair off. I, I know. Congratulations. Good for you. Good for you. All right. On that note, 
on, on the note of Rachel saying I look good, um, we're just going to take that win and run with it. So uh, That's you can, the only win we got today. The only win we got, but I'll take it. You basically, you come to the podcast for trade talk. Stay for me telling Mike he looks hot. I I appreciate that. Thank you, Rachel. Oh, we I maybe that. should clarify that we're not dating because I get that DM once. Yeah, a week. I do. I people people are wondering, and I'm like, no, we're friends. No, nope. but we're just supportive friends, and I appreciate that. Um, yeah. All right. You can follow you can follow Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Dory. You can follow me on Twitter, Mikey Stevens at Mikey Stevens eighty one. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, which just passed a thousand followers. So thank you. We're actually well past now. We're like a thousand forty, which is great. Um, at Staff Graph. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, guys. We got a bunch. Love you. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I actually, I think I got an Instagram DM from the guy who said he was the thousandth follow. Um, so let me. King. Nick Pappas. I want to give a shout out to him. Thank you. King. I said, my man. And that's, that's who he is. Uh, you can buy our that's merch. King. Buy our merch on Redbubble. Redbubble.com slash staff. Yeah, we're going to have, we have analytics, our salad merch, but we're also going to have scouting is soup merch. Oh yeah. So. I can't Any wait of for you that. Scouts, you want a notebook that says "Scouting is soup"? Got you. Hell yeah! I want, we want to see that at all the rinks worldwide. Um, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find a podcast other than SoundCloud. We're there. Um, leave us a review. Let us know. And as I always say, if it's going to be positive, that's awesome. We love that. If it's going to be negative, at least make it entertaining. Um, and on that note, Rachel, before we leave, uh, we leave the 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 people. Do you have anything Should else? I say my usual things? Absolutely. Stay inside. If you go outside, wear a mask. Get vaccinated. We'll see you on Friday.